Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Here we go, Scientology. Oh man, this is the best. I love this topic. This is like um, real life, uh, <laughs> you know, but but mm. not mm. real. I mean, it's just, it's just so bizarre. It's hard to believe that it's real. Right. Yeah. Like, like this is something you should just be reading about. Uh-huh. But so you have put together a um, pretty nice uh, format that can help explain to people that don't know at all about it. I got lost in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to say right here, right now that I want to make sure that you don't get stuck. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. You know, this, the next thing you're going to do is like, you're going to sign up to Scientology because you know, getting to those high levels could be pretty neat. You Listen, get a lot of you get taken care of pretty good. I am a, I'm a cheapskate, so I'm not sure I could afford to get into Scientology. But hmm. I tell you what, the more I've read about it, the more I am interested in learning more about it. You could do a GoFundMe to my next level, guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, hey, but, uh, before we get too far along, we have a special guest, Amy. What? Oh. Say hello, Amy. Hello. Amy likes this topic, too, so we brought her on the show to yeah. talk a little bit more about yeah, it. Yeah, this this uh, put me down a rabbit hole for sure. Yep. Interesting, though, right? So oh, interesting. So, we, uh, so yeah. mind-blowing that people can get sucked into it. But then again, like it, it's just uh, so much. I think so that's the beauty of it, though. Yeah, I will say Amy is my wife, and uh, so we, we've, we've gotten to watch a lot of these shows together, and, and um, you know, I watch a lot. You know, a lot of information goes in my ear and out the other. Hers that actually <laughs> kind of stays in her head and, so she can remember it a little bit more. But before we get going, I will have to point out that tomorrow is my 19th year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yep. That's so, a long time. That's so, yours? What? <laughs> what you say? I said, Dang it. it's your anniversary? <laughs> or is it? Our anniversary. <laughs> no, no. This is your anniversary. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, that sounds nice. Yep. Sweet. You better talk to... Robbie may give you a call later and tell you what you need to be doing tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> sounds romantic. You get Robbie involved? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to be good. No, no. Well, I'm going to have to talk to him for sure. I know of a church uh, around here you probably could go to and, you know, because they have books on marriage. Written by L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. No, and I'm not loaning it to you. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get started. I want to yeah. talk a little bit about the uh, the, the founder, L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Lafayette? Ron um, Hubbard? That's what the L stands for? Oh, I guess know, he didn't I never, like I, that name. I never knew that. Yeah, Lafayette. That's yeah, a terrible yeah. name. <laughs> That's no why. wonder he went with just the L yeah. part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think eventually his his followers just called him LRH. Yep. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yep. It's like, you know, you're not worth the time and the syllables, man. <laughs> it took me about seven seconds to say your name every time. I'm not doing it. Yeah, or the Commodore, I think is what they call him, too. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to read a quick uh, quote here from L. Ron Hubbard, because he wanted to describe what Scientology was, and this is wh- what he, this is a quote for him describing Scientology. He says, A civilization without insanity, without criminals, and without war where the able can prosper and honest beings can have rights and where man is free to rise to the greatest heights. And those are the aims of Scientology. All right. 
a man, no. but not a woman. A woman oh. can't do it. Oh, no, here okay. we go. Yeah, and notice I well. was about to say something, and she cuts me right off. See, there's reasons for that. I was going to say, sign me up. That sounds great. It, it doesn't sound that bad no. for that quote. No. But I think that's good. where you kind of get the, the little toe in the water of this cult. You're like, ooh, that sounds that sounds great. Yeah, it sounds pretty good right off Check the bat. Check that out. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, Scientology started off as a self-help organization. At least that's what they... That, that was they the claim. Didn't, they didn't realize that the self-help was helping Scientology. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like it was you help yourself. It. No, no, you're helping us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's an interesting story how L. Ron Hubbard kind of got into this idea that he wanted to do self-help. Because his early beginnings was uh, a, a military guy and a science fiction writer. And I, we talked about, he's got the, the Guinness Book of World Records for publishing over a thousand That's right. Wow. Uh, books. I, well, I don't know if it's... Science uh, fiction books uh, or total... He's got... Total publications, a th- hmm. over a thousand of them. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it's funny how many of his eventual followers didn't put two and two together right. about right. <laughs> science fiction writer. It makes you wonder if a lot of his like <clears throat> higher ups in, in Scientology ever read his science fiction books. Because mm-hmm. I will say I tried to do the audiobook for one of them. I which could, which one? One of his like really It wasn't uh, Battlefield Earth, was yes. it? Oh my god, I watched that movie the other day. What a waste of my time. I, well I, I got like <laughs> I don't know, ten minutes into the audiobook and I'm like, no. Nah. I can't do it. Turn it off. Dave, I, did you watch that movie? I don't know. Years ago. And guess who starred in it? Take a guess. Who starred in that Was it movie? Forehead? <laughs> forehead. <laughs> Who's Forehead? Who's Forehead? Rihanna? No, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Dave. It was uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. I don't remember Who the... is a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I, I, I guess I don't even know. I guess I don't remember the movie. Oh, it was terrible. I remember clips of it, but... That was, I was thinking of the movie that Rihanna was in. Oh, yeah. What Battleship. Oh, Battle. See, I had a battle. That one wasn't very good either. No, no it was it not. That was terrible. <laughs> See, that's, that was the other connection. So. Yeah, Battlefield Earth was... Sorry, Forehead. ...was one of L. Ron Hubbard's books, and mm-hmm. it was about this alien civilization that came down and conquered Earth and basically almost made Earthlings extinct, the human race extinct. And so there's a few humans left over that sort of uh, went back to more primitive behaviors like cavemen. Yeah. And they weren't super smart. They didn't have technology. It was very uh, like cavemen. And so this other alien race comes down and they are trying to take the resources away from earth and they end up enslaving the humans and making them do things for them and like mining and and doing other stuff but uh-huh. but it's it's just such a a horrible storyline the writing in the movie was just really difficult to to listen to right? because they were using terms that would be considered more modern human terms uh the language that they were using it was just like come on you can't like be more creative I, I so don't remember I much of it. I just remember the like costume design was not oh. good. His makeup was not good. Like I remember thinking, wow, this is a, for John Travolta being like the star mm-hmm. was a very B movie. You so know? did Lafayette Definitely. had a have a say in how the 
<laughs> no. So the, how the, have a say how the, the show went? <laughs> no, because uh, the movie was made after he died. Oh. Uh, I gotcha. think it was made in 2000, uh, was it four maybe? Actually, do you know when, really? when, when he did mm-hmm. die out of curiosity? Because I knew... 80, I thought it was like 86. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 I thought he, I just was for some reason thinking he was hanging around a little bit longer than that. Mm. No. His story is very odd. Because he, he went into hiding for quite a few years mm-hmm. for tax evasion, and the feds were looking well, for him. Well, and he was and... sick, too, and he didn't want his followers knowing mm-hmm. he was sick. Yeah, yeah. His, something was going on with his teeth, I think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he, he needed some dental work. Oh, oh so bad. He just creeps me out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, so uh, let's go back a little bit of history about yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. Because he, he was in uh, the military. He was a Navy guy, and he was in charge of a couple of different... I don't know if they were battleships, but they were ships that um that he was in charge of and he told a bunch of lies after his military days about his successes within the military mm. and one of the funny stories is that he he was ahead of one of these ships off the coast of Oregon and he fired upon a floating log in the water thinking that it was an enemy sub oh and he got in trouble because he he dropped a whole bunch of like you know, depth charges and shelled. Oh, things. he was just. I mean, he was. He was going after. Yeah, it. he was going after it. That's for <laughs> sure. And then eventually, he got discharged because he accidentally fired upon a Mexican island. I didn't well, even know Mexico had islands, but evidently they do. Well, would they? I'm not a. Would world they traveler. do? <laughs> they had to have it coming to him. I mean, he wouldn't like launch a shell out there for no reason at all. I'm sure. I don't right? know what his reasoning was, but he oh, wasn't supposed to do it. I bet you they had a log, and they're like, "Nope, that looks familiar." Taking it down, taking down the log. Oh, I just have gosh. to. I just have to show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to show the podcasters, but mm-hmm. battlefield. Oh yeah, there's a good picture of. Oh, John <laughs> now Travolta. it's coming back. It was made in 2000. I don't know if I've seen. If I see, I don't remember, but oh, yeah, that's... It was a really bad movie. Very bad movie. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't see that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. And there were some famous actors in there, too. And and even they just... The writing was so poor and the special effects were so poor that I don't know how you could act your way out of that stuff. Mm. You know, no matter how good you were, it just it was bad. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Well, side. <laughs> well, I appreciate it because I, I, I'm, I'm getting to... Again, I, I've... I've Dab, you know, you know, uh, more than just my toes in, in, you know, the, the lake of this Scientology, you know, it's just, I don't know about a lot of how they can, what, th- you know, what makes things connect, you know, I've heard all these stories, but maybe not necessarily, you know, in order or, mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what begat what, like how, how, how that come about. Well, Elron Hubbard, it turns out he was just lying about a lot of stuff. <laughs> he he sure just, sounds he, like mean, that's the beginning of his, that, he's he a salesman yeah. at heart. He yeah. could sell you anything. And that was how it all started. He Boy, just howdy. wanted to make money really. Mm-hmm. He sure and, did too. And do it tax free. Yeah. He wanted to keep it all. Yeah. Score. He wanted to early on, so he went through this military time and got discharged. And it turns out he actually went back to the, the military people and asked for psychiatric help. And they denied it. And they, he made claims to other people that he had all these injuries and all this different stuff. Well, but really, that now. He, he wanted to go back and get mental health. Really? Um, or mental help. And, and I think that maybe had something to do with the direction that he went after. Because he ended up getting involved with this guy... Uh, was named Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons, he 
was a a scientist at the Jet Propulsion Lab, uh, sort of a, a, I don't know, a part of NASA, creating jet engines and whatnot. And he was into the occult. And he was on a mission to find this goddess character and uh, impregnate her with the Antichrist. Nope. <laughs> oh, did, did, any success? Do you know? I don't think there was. Oh, that's good news. So far, I mean, this is a few years later. Close call there. <laughs> that was, what, 1950-something? Right? Yeah, that was, mm-hmm, that was prior to, I think, yeah, even earlier than that, 1940-something. And, and this was sort of his, L. Ron Hubbard's sort of tiptoe into... Uh, this idea of creating an organization that's kind of cultish. Right. And, but he was a science fiction writer, not like a really successful one, but he wrote a lot of stuff. And he thought that a good way for him to make a living was to jump on the mental health craze and the self-help craze that was going on at the time. And he didn't want to pay taxes on his income. Well, how do you avoid taxes? Let's make it a religion. Exactly. Let's make it a religion. And that's what he pursued. And originally, that's what he pursued with the government, and the government denied it. Right. Several times. Mm -hmm. Several times. Yeah. And part of the reason is that he was taking the proceeds from his self-help books for himself. And you can't just do that. You know, you can too. It says so right there on page 28. (laughs) You can do that. Well, that's what he thought. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, so this is kind of the the early beginnings of it. Well, you know, he's a writer, and so he makes up stuff. He's got a history of making up stuff, and he's and got a Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> but, I mean, what what level of narcissism do you have to? I mean, because I mean, obviously, to well, I can't I can say if it's obviously, but to me, it seems that that you know he was trying to create something that would surround him, you know, mm-hmm. that would keep him up high and make him powerful, you know? Do you remember, I I can't remember 100%, but he had family issues, like like childhood issue traumas and stuff like that. Wasn't there something? It's possible. I I remember hearing that. I don't know if that's right or not. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Like maybe his father wasn't around or something. Mm -hmm. That's a good possibility. A lot, I mean, a lot of these people have psychological problems, have... You know, single family. Well, you know, having a father around makes stuff. a difference. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I mean, that's why our kids are so perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why Amy's kids are so perfect. That's right. <laughs> well. Kids. This guy right here, he oh, counts. yeah, that's oh. true. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I was like, wait, was wait like, what? <laughs> Is there something I don't know? That's yeah. funny. Is there something uh, I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, things get revealed uh, at the, was it 19th anniversary? Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we only signed a contract till the 20th, so that's right. one more year. <laughs> one more year. And, and I'm out of here. <laughs> Got to reevaluate. Anyway. That's right. One of uh, one of the first self help books that that L. Ron Hubbard created was called Dianetics. You guys familiar with that? I am. I've heard of it. So again, it, it's really a self help book, but there's some weird stuff in it that's really not very scientific. In fact, like the <laughs> you know the psychiatrists of the day, the science, the brain science people, the uh, human behavior people disagreed with what points he was making in the book, saying it wasn't very it wasn't scientific. And then he sort of launched into this anti-psychiatrist sort of oh, right. mode. Yeah. 
And later on, as he started developing this religion, he made it very clear that those people were like the bad people. Yeah, they you, were the suppressives. Mm, the suppressives, yeah. Suppressive people. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. To me, you're already <laughs> starting to formulate a way to control your people right because right, now right. you've got a separation of the people who actually might be able to talk some sense into you it sounds like you right. better get some guys in there with some sticks and regulate some fools <laughs> <laughs> you know get some people some attitude adjustments mm-hmm. well i think they they took that on themselves because i think later on they started beating their own people right well yep, they you did. just kind of have to once in a while they get out of line mm-hmm. yeah. you know not uh, not even not even beating just like psychological torture putting them into i can't remember the name of it but there's a place in california like the hole yeah it's called like the hole Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like a house that a bunch of people live in they have to like solitary lick the floors clean like it's weird like Mm -hmm. and you have to pay them to be there of course right because they're they're helping you that's what what we're talking about it was so bizarre that these I, I hate calling them powerful, but you know, money comes power, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, but a lot of people that are worth millions, you know, they get out of line and then they, I mean, end they, in they end up getting in trouble. Like, yeah, yeah these like really rich people bad are dog, clean, you know, clean toilets yeah. with a toothbrush. And yeah. you would think yeah. they would go, what the, dude, I'm going to. I'm going to hire somebody to kick your butt. Are you kidding me? I'm going to sit here and just watch it. And, you know, they, they, they have a hold on people. But don't you think that's the funny part? Not ha-ha funny, but the interesting part that, yeah. that we from the outside can look in and go, how could you have ever even fallen into that? Yeah, how, can you, how could you get sucked into where you're willing to do whatever they tell you to do? Being mm-hmm. born into it, I could see. Because you don't it's know just, any different. You, you just, it's just... Yeah, I think that's a very good point. You know, I mean, because you start accepting whatever the adults tell you. Well, you don't, yeah. and, and it's the only thing you've ever yes, known. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it just, yeah, it's easy. And they kids indoctrinate are, them so young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. About, you know, you were saying that narcissist sort of characteristic. And in addition to that, there's a big monetary, um, you know, force behind what L. Ron Hubbard was doing. Because, you know, first off, he recognized that he could make a lot of money by doing seminars and teaching classes and selling his books. And he could make even more money if it was tax-free. Mm-hmm. How do you know that anybody would give two dangs about what he has to say, that that, that anybody would walk because up and Because he's a narcissist and he thinks everybody thinks that he it's has just, something it's, it's great just, to say. Just, just having... Confidence, just confidence will get, will get you there. I mean, is that it? I mean, ugh. I guess. Yeah, charisma. I think there's a lot to be said that about is, people yes. who are charismatic. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just well, people are. I mean, people are it would attracted just be, to them. It would be I guess. so. It's be so. I'm sure somebody has wise to dissect the how people just 
draw into that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, oh, I think there's a whole area of science that studies these yeah, sort of sure. behaviors. But, you know, the first the quote that I read early on, you're like, well, that's not too bad. Because yeah. that's how they get started. Right. Because right. they don't start off with this story of Xenu. Should, right. I, should I talk about Xenu? Like, like what? Punch and pie? <laughs> There's going to be punch and pie? I'm punch, going punch in. And pie. <laughs> some South Park. Yeah. I watched some South Park episodes about Scientology. Yeah. It was oh, so funny. Man, that would be so great to watch. <laughs> It was so funny because, to be honest, that was one of the first... I watched a few different videos of people who came out of Scientology, and they were talking about... We didn't know the story about Xenu until we watched South Park. Oh, <laughs> that, really? That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. you know... Because it's, Xenu is supposed to be a secret within right, the religion. Right, yeah. They don't oh. want anybody knowing... See. That, that's like... That's like... You have to pay a lot of money to get that knowledge. Yeah. Well, they're not just going to give it to you for free. So well, they did now. Part of <laughs> part of the structure of Scientology is you have to go through all these different levels, and information about the religion is revealed to you as you get through these different levels. And this story of Xenu doesn't come out until um, OT3. OT3, which is way uh, up way the up there. It takes years to get up there. And so, hundreds of so, thousands of dollars. Yeah. So hundreds since you said, I'm not telling you to go through what each one is, but mm-hmm. what is an O2-3? And j- yeah. so what's what's the first... What I'm not telling you you don't have to label it, but what's the first step? O2-1 or O1-1? I mean, what is it? Well, so o, o, OT is a... OT. It, they, it's short for operating the, uh, thetan. Yeah. So an operating oh. thetan is part of this story about Xenu and it'll make a little bit more sense as I read that story but you start off uh, sitting in front of what we might look at as a counselor and they talk to you and they ask you questions and all of these fears and anxieties that you have are these little thetans in your body and um, so operating thetan level is them basically grilling you, recording the session, and trying to get rid of these these thetans. And you have to do a bunch of studying. you got to go through these auditing um, processes to then for them to then consider you achieving that next level. And then they reveal different parts of their religion to you as you get to these levels. And what do you say, OT3? I think it's OT3. Is where the story of their what they call what they consider is the creation myth how many levels are there oh my gosh there's a lot i think there's like 15 now so many they keep growing (laughs) yeah they do and and i don't even think that he did the the um ot3 like i don't even think he had the story of xenu until after he had started Yep, he didn't make up that story until the religion had already been established. <laughs> He's like, oh, crap, people are asking <laughs> questions. I better, um... I better give him something really good. Oh, hey, this is in my book. It's like, it's like, so who, who did you meet down there on the other side of the pond? Um, uh... <laughs> it was revealed to him. Oh, apparently it was Zenu. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I think he was in an... Uh, L. Ron Hubbard was in an interview one time, and, and he was saying that it, he just has closed his eyes and... and it had been revealed to him. He had concentrated and thought about it, and it had been revealed, which is what he does with all of his science, science fiction books. Right? Yeah. Can, oh, okay. Isn't that how he comes up with this stuff anyway? Yeah. Sure, yeah. He holds his He's breath. got a really good <laughs> imagination, <laughs> right? That's, mm-hmm. How can you write science fiction with not I mean, having to a be good fair, imagination? Yeah. To be fair, does he, does he, he does. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean I, I'm giving him crap a because... A billion dollar worth of imagination. I just don't like that. I don't like... Taken. I don't feel like it's it's given anybody any freedom. I feel like it's taken no, from it's... people. But mm-hmm. but I will 
have to give him some props for holy crap this guy had put together some some stuff and not only that is it's so strong that it's growing even stronger after he's gone mm-hmm. yeah you have to admire mm-hmm. the the uh, what the he toothpicks did. that he built this <laughs> right. huge giant thing on right is holding up mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah, yeah. It, well and it, it helps so... to have a second in command perpetuate the mm-hmm. you know the lies, the, the lies. yeah you know david it just seems like so much work <laughs> you look doesn't it seem like so much responsibility to have to like convince everybody How about just all a... the time but you know i mean being that he was a narcissist he had to have believed his own lies at some think, point. You know, he I knew really it was a lie, could, but he believes it. I really wish I could yeah. dig in there so because, because mm-hmm. you would think that does one, like like the leader of all the lies, mm-hmm. they probably keep it real to themselves, <laughs> the right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I really wish you could dig because I'm sure, you know, I, think... I, 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 want, I believe that somebody, I believe in the, the theory of, you know, you keep telling lies and you will eventually believe it. I absolutely right, do. Yeah. So I do believe that that's that's probably what has ended up, but mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. But how can it get this? How bad? about this? At least huh. I hope that's what happened because I would really feel bad that it make me feel even worse about him if if he was out there knowing that he was like he was a true con artist. So many people, yeah. Well, like the episode we did on televangelists, yeah. <laughs> some of those guys know that they're a con artist, yeah. and some are full on believers. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> yeah. To speaking example. to that, because I listened to the um, podcast about the kung fu stuff, mm-hmm, the fake kung fu. Yeah, yeah. and um, that was one of L. Ron Hubbard's things: is he he could cure himself with mm-hmm. his mind. Like if you have heartburn. You can cure it with your mind, like all your ailments, all your sicknesses. You can just cure that with your mind and being and going clear. And if you can get rid of the thetans, right? Mm-hmm. But at the, yeah, oh yeah. But, but yeah, but I was gonna say at the same time. But though he, you know, people that have have illnesses, they say that ooh, you're essentially. I don't know what they would call it. Sinning. What do they call it when you're doing bad? Going against the going against the yeah. I don't know if you more. you basically oh. get prescribed auditing. Yes, yeah, well, like you're you're talking about the congregation. Like if somebody so, gets, do they sick essentially the just call them sinning? Like like if they get yeah, caught like, doing something bad. Yeah, if they, if they come, if they're like, oh, I I got cancer or something, then they're like, oh, you did something in your past life. It's now coming about, and this is what it's manifesting as. And you know, you're gonna have to audit in yep, order get to get over there and tell us everything you know. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. start with your uh, and they social security it. number, bank number, and yeah, and mm-hmm. they believe it thinking that that's going to be what cures them. And a lot of times, uh, from what I've learned, they don't even go to regular doctors. Yeah, there's a famous um, death um, among Scientology Mm -hmm. where they, this lady was going crazy, got in a car accident. Scientologists took her back to the, you know, wherever, the church, whatever. And uh, it never really gave her medical care and ended up dying. Yep. And a lot of it was because, you know, they, they, they really believed that they needed to audit her back to health. Right. Uh, it's a really sad story. Uh, let's talk about Zeno. Okay. <laughs> so it's a the hard story to, for me to woman. remember. I, I did write some, some notes and, uh, the the basics of, of this creation story is that 75 million years ago, sure, I was there. There was this galactic overlord, and this galactic overlord 
His name was Zenu. And th- there was this big uh, confederacy of, I think that's the right term, of, of planets and civilizations. And this guy was in charge of it. And he ended up basically um, imprisoning a bunch of these people. And he freezes them, puts glycol, and I think that the story actually says that they put glycol into their heart and froze them. Froze them in time, boxed them up, put them in these airplanes, the spaceships that are actually like the 1950s DC, I can't remember what model. Was it DC-10 Was or it, something? Yeah, I might have written it down. But um, anyway, evidently their society was very much like America 1950s. So they fly these these bodies of these prisoners to a planet called uh, uh, Tegiak, oh. which Tegiak is actually our planet Earth. Is it? Yeah, it was just named something else, evidently, that many years ago. <laughs> it's not coming it's good from for me Aaron to know Hubbard. what the real name of Earth is. <laughs> so I'm going to call it Tegiak. That mm-hmm. from now on. Uh huh. So they they fly him to Tegiak or Earth. And they dump all these bodies into volcanoes. And then on top of that, they drop H-bombs on top of the volcanoes so that they're really dead. They have H-bombs? Yeah, because it's a 1950s version of who we are today, 75 million years ago. (laughs) Right. I'm impressed that they... Think about how creative that story is. That's a big wormhole. I mean... Yeah, maybe that's maybe years, that's the new the part same. of the religion. It's, there's a <laughs> maybe when you get eight. to OT one, you find out not the worm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has anybody even made it to OT one? I don't think so. Leah Remini, right? No, I don't think she. I she, think she bailed out. I think at OT three when she found that out. No, she went on further. I think I was listening oh, to Joe Rogan. Maybe yeah, because there's her I have a mom funny... begged her to. Yeah. Keep going. She was like, what the hell she is needed, this shit? She oh, needed this. more answers. She literally was oh, like, I was watching okay. one of her shows and she was literally like, mom, what the hell is this shit? This is not. Yeah. And then her mom's like, no, just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah it'll so, all be revealed to you. Yes. It'll be revealed. <laughs> yeah. And then the tell me what it is. $150,000 and you'll find yeah. it out. That's, I think why people keep going is because they're just like, well, it'll be over the next hill. Mm-hmm. If I just get yeah. to the next level, I'll find it out. I'll, I totally I'll, agree. Uh, it'll all be revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. So after, so this is where the story gets good. So they blow oh. up the volcanoes with the H-bombs, and those, all those, those prisoners had what they call thetans. These thetans are kind of like the soul, the spirit of those people. These, these things that are in the volcano? In the people that got uh, burned and then blown up. These are... They have thetans inside them. Okay, so these thetans no, get no released. The, no, that that's the only thing that's left is the thetans, the made up soul. Yeah. So here's the, where the story kind of makes a weird turn, and that is, Zenu then captures all of these thetans. Now, how he did it, I have no idea. It's Zenu. Duh. Oh, that, well, that explains. <laughs> he it. probably did it with his mind, Scott. I was, I was, he was wondering. Probably like, Zeno if I think it, has all powers. <laughs> yeah. So, or like a big vacuum cleaner. They had big ones back in. It's like Go- Ghostbusters. It. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so they they capture all these Thetans, and then this is where it gets really weird. The Thetans oh. then get put into this brainwashing machine. It's not like a washing machine, but it's where they get their brains washed. 
Oh, okay. They, they describe it as sitting in a, a movie theater. Like mainstream media, gotcha. Yeah. No, there were clips of that. So, <laughs> so they have, it's, it's in a theater, and they have these 3D goggles because it's a 3D movie. Okay. And basically, these Thetans are getting indoctrinated with all of the, the fake stuff, media, religious symbols, um, psychiatric work, all of these things that are considered by L. Ron Hubbard as is as fake essentially fake news mm-hmm. it's like it, it's like they're evil <laughs> it it's, he described it as a fake reality right which would be there and who's giving this information to them who's giving what who's giving the thetans this who's brainwashing the oh, things uh xenu so xenu sucks them all up in the, his jet pack thing and then he puts them in front of a theater mm-hmm <laughs> To indoctrinate okay. them into the fake I, reality. Honestly, I, mm-hmm. I, I knew about Xenu very, uh, not a whole lot. I just kind of knew that he was like a galactic warlord mm-hmm. thing. But I, I haven't heard this. Yeah. I haven't heard this part. Where the Thetans really come in is that the Thetans now are all brainwashed. And these are spirits. The Thetans are the source for L. Ron Hubbard, the source for all of fear anxiety see i've got a few things these... on my back <laughs> yeah <laughs> people got monkeys you, i got thetans you need some you probably need some auditing day. i do i do need a knee machine so they use they use auditing as a way to basically get rid of the thetans so this whole backstory is just to get to you have these these souls in your body that is the source of all of your anxieties all of your fears all of your anger all of these things and auditing is the way to get rid of them. Mm. That's the premise for all these things. Now, he didn't come up with this story until much later in his religion. So he, this stuff, again, he was how like, brilliant I is this cult going. when you start off tiptoeing in with self-help and then at later stages in the, in the religion where you're getting more and more indoctrinated... They spring this one on you. Yeah, like, oh, well, crap, I got to get married to a sea monkey, apparently. <laughs> well, people, I mean, yeah. he wanted pe- to keep people going, so up the up the ladder. But, you know, they... they, they and all... so we had to keep making up stuff for the next levels, and... Well... Do you guys want to listen to a clip? Yeah. I have... I think yes. I have a, a clip of Leah Remini oh, talking to uh, Joe Rogan about this I thing. Love Leah. I love Leah Remini. She just... When she talks about this stuff, I... It, she it's, is very passionate about yes. it. Yes, her is story no, no is no BS yeah. from her. Yeah, she's a, she's a strong a strong woman. Oh man, they messed with the wrong girl. They thought that she was just <laughs> going to go because the whole thing started with she had asked where uh, David Miscavige's wife was at Tom Cruise's wedding to mm-hmm. Katie Holmes, and that's when they were like, "You don't need to ask questions." And she was like, "Uh." Oh, now I'm asking 20 uh, more questions. Yeah. So they pissed off the wrong girl. She's not somebody that just goes away quietly. Okay. So we got this clip, Joe Rogan talking to Lee Remini, and she's talking about how she kind of got introduced to this concept of, of Xenu and how it's such a big secret. And her mom was the only one that could go in because she'd already passed the, right. the level that she right. was at. So her mom knew about it. And there's this idea that like when she found out she wasn't so sure about it and then she couldn't go and ask anyone because it's a huge secret right and she couldn't research yeah. online right because that's it. a big no-no internet is a big no-no yep. they don't want people finding out about but, this stuff but there weren't but there weren't people out there at the time who even had reached these levels to even spill the beans about it right so there's nothing there's no 
information on it anyway. Right. right. Uh, I love I love um, her reaction, what she says to her mom. Yeah. I love it. We'll see if this clip has that reaction. Here we go. If you were about to go to OT3 and then you went online and you investigated what is OT3 and then you read a bunch of stuff about these little beings in your body and then asked your mom, your mom would have to lie to you. She would lie to me, as wow. she did, as she did. So after you got through this, yeah. what made you do four and five? Because there's always the carrot of like, just wait. These okay. Okay. And by sense. the way, here's four what they five. do. They set up that you're the auditor now. So you're, you're auditing these things in your body. You're now the boss. So they go, they tell you, get your hat on. Like, you're, it's your job. You don't need to believe anything. You just need to audit them. So you need to do your job as an auditor. That's what they're called, auditors. People who are the ones who take you into session in Scientology. Right. So you feel like you're in a leadership role. So you're doing these things a favor. You know, and you're like, well, mm. maybe it's true. I don't know. I mean, I do sometimes hear voices, you know, like, you know, you have a right. moment with yourself and you're like, I might be really kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> so you're like, maybe this is an answer. It's it's sick because it speaks to a side of you that wants answers about life, you know, right. and then you're like, no, this is some crazy shit, man. There, there wasn't even there, people. That, what? No. You know, it, 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 it. listen, you believe what you want to believe at the time. Right. So does it feel to you at the moment like maybe if you just keep going, It'll all the better. pieces will fall into place, yes. then it'll make sense. Yes. It's like and I'm confused now, but if I contemplate this and I really right. think it over, eventually I'm going to receive enough information Correct. where this is all going to be like, oh, right. I was a fool. I didn't right. understand. Right. So, right. for example, one time I had talked to a friend about it. I said, you know, I heard something about some Xenu shit. She, she pulled me into Celebrity Center so fast, into a secured room, and she handed me my ass. She said, don't you ever say that word outside a secured room. I'm writing a knowledge report on you. She said, I'm writing a report on you. <laughs> you never say that word out loud this is serious in a room that's not secured. Okay, and never wow. say it again. So she wrote a report on a me. A knowledge report. She wrote a knowledge report on me. I got sent to what's called ethics, which is like the justice department of celebrities, of, of Scientology. And they said, they brought me into another secured room because they have to get somebody who knows this information. And they said, never, ever say that, say this, never confirm it, never deny it, never give that information out ever. Just never discuss it. Just say, I've never heard of it. You sound crazy. That Isn't a, that the that, truth? Yeah. Xenu was a little bit of an oopsie. <laughs> right. I know. And could you imagine? Like, the, I don't know how long ago that was, but obviously way before, like, you know, Scientology was this huge. 2017 no. is when this interview was. Well, I'm just but saying, like, when, when she, she got that it. knowledge report and all this stuff, you mm -hmm. know, because nowadays, I mean, you just, everybody, I mean, how could you not know any anything? Well, here, here's the other funny part is, that, remember, all these people aren't stuck on campus, if you will. They go no, work. No, they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, they're like regular and then, lives. And then, and then how do they not mm -hmm. watch TV I and don't know, see something? Sit there crazy. at lunch and then you hear the other buddy sitting next to you going, man, do you hear about these Scientology freaks? You're like, <laughs> You're like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you think they'd pick up something, you know? Uh, it's amazing that what they've done. Because, uh, what was it, you were saying a billion dollars, oh. you know? I think that they're over $2 billion in overall assets and cash value. Right. And, like, over 90% of it's in, well, in, in uh, properties. Mm -hmm. Well, and 
a lot of it is because a lot of their congregation has taken have have taken out loans. So that billions of dollars that they have is because everybody else, all their congregations, yeah, in debt trying for to, it. Trying to do like a, the, I think, the fast track up, you know, take out a yeah. loan. I mm-hmm. think Leah Remini said that she spent millions of dollars because when she started becoming famous and getting good jobs and stuff, doing King of Queens, she was paying for her moms. She was paying for her. She was. But paying I think for she her. was proud of it too. Mm-hmm. Like right, she probably even time. donated and stuff. I think because oh yeah, and they're she constantly... was super happy about being a yeah. part of. And I know a lot as, as people today is still about being a part of this. Well, their goal is program it, is to have you know this peaceful world where there's no crime, right. there's no warfare, all this stuff. So there's like this. <laughs> You know, this yeah. idea that we could have this this utopia and and you just need to keep doing the classes and become better, get rid of the Thetans, right. keep giving us more money. The other thing is the, the side of, of uh, they, they don't pay their employees. I know. They work almost for free. Almost. Right. They give them like five bucks a week or something. It's crazy. Like, no, well, and this was a while ago, so I don't know what it is now. It's maybe four, sure. $14.72. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? $15 but an they're, hour. They're probably taxing them on it, though, right? Yeah. But, and then no, a lot well. of these people live, well, the Sea Org, which is kind of different, it's kind of like their clergy of the religion. It's the staff side of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you were to think of the people that run it, the you know? the, rev- yeah. the reverend. The yeah. the ones that keep the the books the yeah um, I just yeah. don't understand what they do all day they're they're working like twelve fourteen hour days mm-hmm. yeah. like what are you doing I know all what day? they do I've seen it I've seen it before no, they don't do... they, mm-hmm. they're counting cash and weighing cocaine that's what they're doing <laughs> in there I mean what else are you that's, that's a valid question what the, are they doing they they don't they don't allow drugs. Nope, that's one of no the funny drugs, things. No, drinking, but they'll no, sell nothing. it to the yeah. sinners out there, the the, the non-believers. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. I mean, there's always a side benefit to all these cults, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, thanks for checking out this first episode. We are going to do a part two, so stay tuned for that. And until we see you next time, take care. Thank you.